Burlesque Stripped Down, episode number eight. Welcome back, everyone. This is Velvet Eau Claire, once again, your guide to the ladies and gents behind the tassels. I want to thank you so much for tuning back in with me today, for pressing play wherever you're listening. I really, really appreciate it. We took a couple weeks off, um, kind of in the aftermath of everything that happened in Paris, as well as other places around the world. And for me, I did a lot of kind of soul searching. I've been doing a bit of personal development lately. Um, after dealing with the kind of worldwide upheavals, as well as some personal things. And so when I looked at the episodes that I had scheduled for December, I decided they didn't quite feel right. And so I decided to kind of scrap all of that and redeem, uh, retitle December as something called Authenticity Month. And if you've been following along over on the blog, uh, Tuesday was slightly off-topic Tuesday. It was kind of on topic, and I did a little introduction, talked about kind of why I'm doing this and what you can expect. But um, we're going to jump right in today uh, with some hot tips. This is a hot tip basically on authenticity and living your life in, and performing and everything in a really authentic way. So today I want to talk a little bit about something called the imposter syndrome. And if you've never heard of it before, hopefully this will be very helpful for you. And even if you have, it's really important to kind of keep it in the forefront of your mind. Some of you may have experienced this before without even realizing kind of what it was. I know for me, for a long time in my life, um, my favorite word, not consciously, but apparently my favorite word was always someday. Okay, I had dreams of a lot of different dreams at various points in my life, and it was always something that was going to happen someday right? Someday I'm going to uh, start going on these auditions. Someday I'm going to lose, you know, the little few extra pounds that I have. Someday I'm going to do that. And it was never something that I was consciously aware of, something that I was putting off on purpose. But as I started to look at it, I always realized that I was living for the future. And once I started looking at it a little bit closer, I realized that was stemming from a feeling of not being ready or not being quite good enough. Who am I to be going on these auditions? Who am I to uh, pursue these dreams that I have? I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. I need more time. I need to feel like I am worthy of doing something like that. And now recently, I've read a lot of articles and I've heard some things. It started, um, I think I first heard of about this concept in kind of the entrepreneurial circles, because it's um, become very popular there. But it's also very present in a lot of different areas, including the artistic sphere. And that concept is this imposter syndrome, right? This feeling that we are not good enough. We are an imposter. Who are we to be doing this? Do I have the right training to be doing this? Do I have permission to be doing this? Will people think that I'm a fraud? And that, you know, it's something that is so prevalent, I think, for so many of us that we don't even realize it. And I certainly haven't overcome it. Even before I was starting to make this episode, as I was developing this idea for Authenticity Month and developing this episode, this little voice in the back of my head kept saying, well, but who are you to be talking about this? You haven't even overcome it yet. You haven't even figured it all out yet. You still feel like an imposter all the time. And so it's kind of that, it's like a meta imposter, imposter syndrome. I feel like an imposter about talking about imposter syndrome. 
But I think that there are some ways that we can kind of help getting around that. And so that's a little bit what I want to talk about today. So the the first thing I want everybody to know who's listening to this is that you're not alone, right? We all feel it at some point or another, some of us to different extents than others. It's typically um, something that happens to us who are maybe a little more high achievers. We have big goals and big dreams. People who are more content with uh, mediocrity, which is fine, but people who are kind of content with where they are and all that typically don't feel it as much because they're not reaching for these high goals. So if you are feeling it very strongly, then know that you're in good company, that we are kind of the ones who are really pushing for something that's much greater than where we are now. Uh, if you look at some quotes, even people as huge as like Maya Angelou, Tom Hanks, Seth Godin, Kate Winslet, all of these people have, um, you can find quotes from them where they've specifically said that they feel like a fraud sometimes. And they feel like at any moment they're going to be found out. Somebody's going to discover that they've been faking it all along. Right? And there's plenty more, uh, plenty more really successful people. And I have a feeling even the people who don't say it out loud, they still deal with it on the inside. So you're not alone. You're not alone. We all feel it, especially in an area, I think, like burlesque um, in this kind of performance. And especially com if you combine the idea of burlesque with social media, because in both of those areas, we are all trying to put across this front. Like we know what the hell we're doing. Like we got this shit on lock. We got it figured out. I know what I'm doing. I have this fabulous act and these fabulous costumes and I'm confident. And while that can be good, you know, for, for promotion and things like that, it's also detrimental to, you know, to, to our community in a sense and to the world in general, because it fosters this idea that everybody else knows what they're doing and I'm lagging behind. So I've got to present myself in this way. And some of us are good at maybe faking it till we make it. Some days I am, some days I'm not. But I think it's really important that we realize that that's what it is. So especially in an, in an instance like burlesque, you know, maybe you go to a show and uh, you're performing with a bunch of other performers and they all just seem like goddesses or gods, right? You just look at them and you've seen their acts before or you've seen them on stage and they're so confident and they're so radiant and suddenly that little voice is there again and he's he or she is saying to you, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. These people are fucking professional and you have performed this act four times three times two times a hundred times even right or this is your first time performing this act all of these things just seep into your head and your and that fear kind of takes over and so it's something that a lot of us deal with especially for those of you who are newer to burlesque you may feel um like you're not quite there, like uh, if, if a certain show, I felt this myself, if a certain show is calling for applications, you may think, oh, well, they clearly just want professionals and I'm still an amateur. And while I think there is, I mean, I don't want to denounce the whole idea of amateurs versus professionals because there is a certain amount of professionalism that you can see in a performer. I don't want you to focus too much on that distinction, on what you label yourself. Okay. It's important to realize, and we talked about this a little bit um, back uh, in, in one of the old Hot Tips episodes about knowing your worth and knowing what you bring to the table. 
And so knowing what you bring, even if you're fairly new to burlesque, you have a completely unique perspective on all of this, right? On your performance. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I mean, I wanted to, because because I want to talk as well about specifically what to do about it. So we talked about what the imposter syndrome is, this kind of little voice inside of us and this feeling um, of not being good enough or being, oh man, I'm about to be found out. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. Right. And that can push us into doing things later. Someday I'll be ready for that. Someday I'll feel confident enough to apply for that show or to promote myself here or to go to a convention or to put myself out there like that. And then I talked a little bit about the fact that we all feel it. You are not alone, especially, like I said, in a, in any creative field and particularly in burlesque, where we try to portray ourselves in really confident, fabulous ways. But know that we all feel it. I am sure that there are days that even Dita Von Tees, the queen, I'm sure there are days where she gets up and she's like, how the hell do people think that this is, that I'm good enough to be doing this? Someday people will think that I'm a fraud. Whether or not she wants to admit it, I am sure there are days that she feels like that. And we all do at every level. So then what do we do about it? And we've kind of, I kind of teased it a little bit. First of all, I believe personally that giving it a name will really help. So if you've never heard the word imposter, the words imposter syndrome before, hopefully this at least is the first step right? Immediately, once we know that it has a name, it becomes a little less scary, just like that monster under the bed, right? If we gave it a name, his name is Steve. He immediately becomes a little less intimidating and a little less uh, influential in our life. So when that little voice starts to kind of come up, you'd be like, oh, Mr. Imposter Syndrome or Mrs. If you want it. I don't know why mine tends to be a guy. But if you give him a name, maybe, you know, um, Bella. Oh, Bella, that imposter syndrome is, com- is coming up again. You're rearing your head. And I know that you are fear or that you are whatever, however you choose to define it. So giving it this name, whether it's an actual name or just calling it the imposter syndrome, can take a huge chunk of pressure off of it, a, a huge amount of uh, influence away from it. And then it's important to change our story surrounding that. So we all are telling ourselves stories constantly about who we are and about what we do or what we don't do, about what the world is for us. So there's a couple, I have three different realizations that we can have to help us change our story. Number one is to absolutely stop comparing yourself to other people. Much easier said than done, I know. But if you can really realize that Everybody is making it up as they go along, right? None of us really know what the fuck we're doing, okay? We have all, none of us have been through this before. Some people have been through your current life situation before, right? They've they've been a beginner and now they're not anymore. Or they've been a professional and now they're retired or whatever it may be. But none of us have been through this game of life before. We're all making it up as we go, right? So realize that Everybody is clueless. Everybody fucks up. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does all these things. And of course, talking about life situations, they always say, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle, right? Or somebody else's end. I am not where um, Joe Boobs is or Dita Von Tees is, or even, you know, Miss Diva Hollywood, who I love over in our uh, Facebook group, right? I'm not where they are. And that's okay because I'm in a different stage and I'm following a different path. From them. So once we can stop comparing, that will help us change that story a little bit. The second realization to help us change our story is to really 
once again, bringing back to what I mentioned earlier, realize your value and realize what you have that's unique that you are bringing to the world. Just recently, I listened to a podcast from Michael Hyatt, who's a fabulous uh, kind of life and leader and productivity uh, guru, I guess, a modern day guru. Um, And he was talking about changing your story in general, not specifically with the imposter syndrome, but it had very much to do with that. And Early on in his um, professional career, he was promoted to a, a, um, a position of, as vice president in a very large company. And his story in his in, in his mind was, man, you are way too young for this. They're going to realize that they made a mistake in hiring you. And you know, what are you doing here? You're too young to be in this position. Until he started realizing it and going through these things that I'm talking about. And then he was able to change his story and realize what he had to offer. And so he started telling himself, okay, you're young, but that just means you are providing an incredibly unique, youthful perspective to this company that's hundreds of years old or something. I don't know how old it was, but very, very old, right? And so he realized what he had to offer that was very unique. So in the burlesque perspective, notice what you have. You may not be this, you know, classical performer with the perfect bump and grind or the perfect glove peel or even the perfect moves all the time. Maybe you mess up, but you still have something incredibly unique. No matter where you come from in your life, that has developed you into an incredibly unique performer doing something different from everybody else. Everyone. I mean, think about that. Every one of our acts are perfectly unique. You and I could do the exact same routine to the exact same music, even with the exact same costume, and they would be two completely different numbers. I think sometimes we forget about that in burlesque. We're so concerned with being unique that we forget that we're already unique. It's already there. Just by being who we are, we're unique. So that's the second realization, realizing that when you are holding back from yourself, when you are holding back your true authenticity and your true uniqueness, you're robbing the world of you. You're not letting the world see what it is you have to offer. I actually, to continue this a little bit, I, I, I had that realization this morning before I sat down to record this episode. I, again, that imposter syndrome, Bella, she's, she's in my head and she was saying, yeah, but you know, what do you have to say about imposter? Everything's already been said before. And then I countered her and I, I thought to myself, wait a minute, but there might be just one person out there who needs to hear this today, right? Maybe it's you. Maybe this is something that's really, really resonating with you. And if I didn't record this episode and publish this episode, I would be robbing you of, of that realization. And I think it's really important to realize that. And, and so whether it's a performance, a podcast, a blog post, even a freaking Facebook post or whatever, you, if you hold back, you're robbing the world of that. And I think that's a huge disservice to the world in general. So that's the second realization. The third realization gets a little bit, um, a little bit more, what's the, I don't even know what the word is, a little bit more abstract, maybe. I think it's important to realize to an extent that th- there is no real you. And this, again, gets a little bit into maybe some Buddhism and some other things that we don't need to get into here. But I want you to realize it in just in the sense of, We and the world are in a constant state of flux. Everything is different. I am a different person than I was five minutes ago. Completely different and and completely 100% physically different than I was a few years ago, right? Because our bodies, uh, our cells continually uh, change and, and our bodies adjust. But even internally, I am not the same person. And when we have these beliefs about who we are inside, 
that can really limit what we do. For example, if you're, if you think to yourself, oh, but I'm not somebody who goes out and, and networks with people like that. That's a limiting belief. And that is based on who you think you are, right? Or if you've never done it before, right? Oh man, but I'm, I'm not a classical uh, performer. That's not what I do. Right? That's limiting you. And that can be okay sometimes if you want to be this specific type of person or performer. If you, once again, if you make a conscious decision to do it. But just in general, it helps to kind of have that realization that there is no real you, right? There's no velvet eau claire. That it, that's, it's just a construct that I've created. And if I ever want to change it, I can. I mean, it is already changing every day. And if I want to make some specific uh, conscious changes, I can do that as well. So those are three of the realizations that we can have to kind of help us change our story. To one, stop comparing. To two, realize our worth and know that when we hold back our worth, we're robbing the world of our amazingness. And three, realize that you are in a constant state of flux and there is no you internally, really. You are always changing. And so once we have given our imposter syndrome a name, once we've worked on changing our story, and that happens moment to moment, because these thoughts are going to come into your head, it's going to happen. But you can just work on realizing it and changing your story. And then the last step, in my opinion, to help you overcome the imposter syndrome is to actually just take action, just to fucking do it, right? Because this imposter syndrome lives in abstraction. It lives in our heads. It lives in this place where we're like, oh my goodness, what if I did that? I wouldn't be good enough. Oh my God, what the hell, right? But if we take action, we can cut it off at the head. Well, I'm doing it, so whatever, right? So (laughs) it really can help us to overcome that. So if you're dealing with imposter syndrome, and I know you are, I have a feeling that every single person listening to this has felt it at one point or another, just try to keep aware of it. Try knowing that it has a name, it has a title. And once you know that, you can work on changing it, being like, wait a minute, Bella, you're acting up again. Let's reframe this story a little bit. And then just take action. I did not think I was ready to even start this podcast. Because who am I? Right? I've only been performing for a few years. I don't know a lot of people in the industry. Who am I to be doing this? But you know what? I just fucking did it. Because I wanted to, and I thought it would be fun. And I feel internally in my gut, I feel like I have something to share with the world. So just take the action that you're afraid to take. Just do it. Ignore that little voice. It'll still be there, but you can learn to live with it. There's a great article, um, which I will link in the show notes for this, uh, from the New York Times about learning to deal with the imposter syndrome. And the author basically, in the end, he just says, at this point, I just invite the imposter syndrome in. Have a cup of tea. Let's let's sit down and chat, right? Love it. Know that it's going to be there. Accept it. And then you can work with it instead of fighting against it. So those are my thoughts on the imposter syndrome. A little bit rambly. I didn't, I had a light outline for this post, but clearly I did not have it all written out, but I hope that you appreciated it anyway. As I said in in my Off Topic Tuesday post, uh, this month more than ever, I would love to hear some feedback from you. I'm kind of putting my heart on the line with these episodes and uh, bearing my soul for you to see. So I would really, really love to hear what you think, um, your opinions, if you go through these things as well, if this is helpful for you to hear, or if you'd kind of prefer to get back to rhinestoning tips and things like that. I can do that as well, but I like to go a little bit bigger picture. So um, I hope you are all 
recover, you know, we, we've had a lot of upheaval, um, with the Paris attacks being a big one for those of us in the Western world, but there's been a whole bunch of them, horrible things in the world going on lately. So I hope you are all doing all right with that and, and, and dealing with that in your own way. And that you can all take this authenticity month for, for whatever it can give to you. I hope it can give something to you. Next week, we're going to be talking about defining success in your own way. So it's going to kind of build on some of the things we've been talking about today. Um, and then we'll continue going on with a few more podcast episodes throughout December. And I would love, like I said, I would love to hear from you. Please do email me, velvet at burlesquestripdown.com. You'll be able to find the show notes for this page at burlesquestripdown.com slash imposter. On Monday, we had an interview with Adele Wolf, and this coming Monday, I'll be also featuring an interview with Violent May, so you'll definitely want to tune in for that. In the meantime, I hope you all have a fabulous rest of your week and a great weekend, and make sure that you stay authentic and stay sexy. Mm-hmm.